This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, the, the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast, and there is the Week 11 News Roundup and Chat with Matty, that's me, and Ty. That's me. Wow, Ty, you're really uh, zinging off my 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 zangy high notes there mm-hmm. with, with yep. a nice bass. We're, Ty, we're, we're contrasting, we're contrasting. Yes, Ty, we Hi, have... Mary. A Pete Carroll press conference to react to. Very exciting. We have mm. the return of a 2021 Seahawks star to the roster, which that doesn't often happen in the midseason, but it's happening, so that's cool. We have kind of Seahawks-y bye week stuff to deal with. And we also have an update on a very relevant, very promising for the Seahawks perspective team in the AFC West. Mm. Who could that be? I, I hmm. truly wonder. I guess I'll just have to wait until the end of this episode to find out. Yeah, it's not the Raiders, even though they are Seattle's next opponent. Damn it, I spoiled mm. it, Ty. Mm. I'm still it's getting used to teasers. Yes, Kansas City and uh, Patrick Mahomes, who rivals Geno Smith in the MVP conversation. Yes, yes. That, that is Excellent. true. Yes. That is true. And that race, of course, will be decided in week 16 when those two teams meet on Christmas Eve at Arrowhead Stadium. On Fox. Is it on Fox? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it's got to be on Fox. Probably. It's the two top quarterbacks in the league. Like. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. America's game of the week. Yes. Although oh, wait, it's a Saturday last... game. Yeah. Oh, it is? It's a Saturday. Yeah, it's on Christmas Eve. Oh, they're doing that. It's probably, I would say, though, that game probably has the best chance of any remaining Seahawks game to get flexed in the Sunday night. Because that Sunday night game is Bucks Cardinals. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So if the Seahawks keep on winning, See, that, that would ruin Christmas, huh? Yeah. That actually yeah, that would, would ruin my Christmas. That, that, so I, that I, would, it yeah. would be a very messy overload if that was. Fa- Father Christmas would be very disappointed. Thank you for code switching there. I know you really wanted to say Santa, but we don't mm. say that ever. Yeah. 
We yeah. will not be Americanized. It's his father at Christmas. Daddy C. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, I, I think the 49ers game would get flexed, right, as well, potentially. like It's a Thursday game. night game, though. So I think it's yeah, it's off limits. Yeah. It is off limits. Yeah. Look at me, sucker. I don't, a, I don't even know the Seahawks schedule. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. And how how could you not know the Seahawks schedule when you are a credentialed Seahawks beat reporter, Maddie? It's I mean, true. shoot. I I you know I heard you in the uh, the walls of the VMAC on uh, what was it Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday morning. And uh, you you said uh, well, first of all, the um, who, who what's the name of the the PR guy that's like Maddie F Brown? What's that guy's name? I think, well, I think that's Dave Pearson. Okay, so he sounded when, like Dave when when he goes Maddie F Brown. Yes, Pete's face like lit up and he's like hey Maddie what's up man you traveled and you're just like all cool as shit you're like what's up Pete that's, no big that's deal good that came across cool because I was surprised that um, Pete said you traveled and then I thought I kind of awkwardly stumbled around that point which was like you know a funny joke but what was bigger to me was his response to my questions mm-hmm. um, as much as it you know it's nice that uh, Coach Carroll to some Pete. <laughs> um, as much as it was nice that he he said you traveled and that's funny. And yeah, I would like to make it out to Seattle. But um mm-hmm. and I'm sure I will at some point. We could have an overload live from the the VMAC. <laughs> but um or at least live from Seattle, maybe a coffee shop or something. Do you By use the, the way, term cafe? Uh it depends on if the place is actually referred to as a cafe. Like but if it's in the name. Thing. Yeah, right. if it's like in the name, I'll I'll call it a cafe. Okay, but yeah, I'm not subscribed to to one or the other. I get it. Your you're laissez faire on the cafe. Yeah, cafe yeah, deal. Just yeah. Coffee shop, cafe, restaurant. If you just want to go that simple with it, I don't, diner. I don't I'm I'm down. Yeah, diner. All that. Mm-hmm. All that. So, his answer to your question, Maddie, what was it? Well, he basically got into the Jordan Brooks bust. Uh, mm-hmm. I just asked him about match coverage and if that's a bit more difficult than the past system and how they run things. And he was saying about how on the touchdown pass, um, that's kind of what happened because you're kind of playing man-to-man coverage um, and then people had their backs turned and then it just takes one person to mess up with it when everyone else is sort of manned up for it to be a touchdown, which is what happened on the Julio Jones crossing route. And then when I asked him, like, if that's what he meant, I followed up. I asked him if that's what he meant by sort of needing to learn the scheme a bit more. Um, he was saying, he, he he referenced that crossing route again, and he said, I'm going to give you that crossing route, and you're going to take it, and I'm going to do something else. Which is mm-hmm. basically, Woolen gave the crossing route to Brooks. Brooks didn't take it in time, didn't trust Woolen was going to take his player, basically. And you get Jones walking in for... 31 yards looking like his kind of week one speed and self tom brady mm-hmm. diet all that stuff so mm-hmm. that was cool and then pete mentioned also um ed donatel's work in minnesota and how they're playing a lot clean and they played a great game against buffalo and and the week before as well and i'll have to i mean the bye week's an opportunity 
I'm sure uh, when I traveled on my vacation, my significant other will not mind if I if I boot up some Minnesota Vikings film <laughs> while traveling. Or maybe she will. But uh, anyway, we'll, 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 deal, you, we'll cross you, that bridge you, when you we get sh- to it. You should have. You should have her break it down. Yes, yes, that's content. We, we that should, is. we should get your significant other here on the show, actually, to break down film with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> that she she came up with. Uh, it's called the cupcake, where um, <laughs> it, there's these two crossing routes, uh, and they cross over and they form a cupcake. Oh, and I was like, like oh yeah, no, they that's already a thing. It's called like spear. The Seahawks run it as their man coverage beater. So it's quite a clever mm-hmm. idea, but. Yeah. It's not even done, so. So you're basically dating Shane Waldron, is what you're saying? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, well, yeah. you're trying to keep that under wraps, but um. Mm-hmm. And then the so... other, the other Pete comment, Ty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs water. He's dying. <clears throat> someone, someone get we'll this see how long some this water. Lasts. <laughs> so. The other Pete comment, I he I asked him about the the four man front, and he mm-hmm. basically said what we've been saying about how this is more about rushing the passer, um, and mm-hmm. how they've had really good success in the five man fronts, but the four man stuff there's different angles, it's so much tougher angles, tougher secondary force coming in, which is what we've said. But it's cool that you know, hey, you know what, uh, Griff and I. We we're, we're not always wrong. Like we 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 go. kind of know kind of where we're going with that. So that's yeah. cool. I I can understand that. I got proven right today with the uh, oh, the, the trade yeah. Mariners made. So yeah I, yeah I, there I, we go. I, I'm I'm feeling myself. I, I I you know you should feel yourself a little bit here too. Oh You're yeah, right. put your put your, put your sauce on the table, Ty. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Here, pat yourself on the back. Come on, do it with me. Do it with me. There you go. Oh, I feel there so you. good. Oh. There you go. Now oh, I feel so, so much better. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um and also Pete he, he mentioned was asked about Brian Monet and then said I know Matty something along the lines of like I know Matty wanted to ask that, which uh I don't know how he knew that because I did, but um I did tweet about Monet, so maybe he's uh <laughs> maybe he's following the timeline. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> There's no other You're, way. You got you got to go through your follower list, and yeah, uh, there's like a I don't know <laughs> some burner <laughs> mysterious burner. Yeah, no, no. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's my account. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, that'd be wow. a, that'd be a twist. There we that'd go. Be a twist. Sometimes I but, feel yeah. like I do speak in Peteisms, like when I, especially think? when I yeah, like when I don't know what to say, like because like sometimes like when he doesn't know what to say when he's trying to work around a question, like he just kind of like says a bunch of stuff you know word vomit yeah, a little bit vomit, but he has yep. but he has like his own special style of word vomit it's very unique to him it's yeah. accomplished yeah 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 because he has very all of his like Southern californian yeah he has all of his like you know unique phrases and stuff you know his his pete talk right so yeah uh what else uh from uh from pete's presser if anything uh caught your attention well, that was pretty much it. I mean, I guess the the Monet thing and then the four man front thing. Again, they, you know, sorry, I'm distracted by the comment. Someone said I look five foot five. That is <laughs> so rude. I also I've seen you before in the comments. You've been you were the one who said I look like Justin Bieber as well. So oh, 
I oh. I can the, in this chat I can put you in timeout. Is, I can use that power. It's, is this the same person that called you a tea and crumpets motherfucker on the Giants podcast? I don't think so, but they could have multiple burners. I'm actually <laughs> five for ten. If you compare the the images that uh, came out of Germany, uh, I mm -hmm. am taller than uh, the other beat writers. Uh, we don't need to go. We don't need to name names here. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the the rudeness has been noted again. I say that's two strikes. Uh, yeah, there we go. Why does Matty look six six? Exactly right, Drew. I agree. Um. Anyway, back back to my point. So Monet and Mon Monet was mentioned, and so was the you know four man front basically. And as was said in the locker room to me by various players, as was said by Pete, they didn't expect mm -hmm. the Buccaneers to come out and run the ball so much. They they did change up a lot of their tendencies, and that kind of led into you know them getting run on a bit and they can't he kind of basically said that they got the Monet decision wrong which I mean it's pretty obvious they did so uh and I'm he, sorry I keep on laughing at the comments Maddie you look super tall and old and jacked it's just I just love it it's positive reinforcement it's very nice so do all your positive all the people in I, I don't I don't comments. mean to laugh because it's accurate it's accurate Right, exactly. I, I don't you know exactly. it's not funny it's it's facts it's facts no it's it is yeah it's obviously yeah, true no. um yeah. sorry this I'm is a, a serious i'm matter. a very sensitive to... guy so uh it, it doesn't mean a lot to me when people say that because otherwise it would really upset me um, why is ty wearing a duck set i don't know I, I like the colors i have a jacket that matches this color and yeah I was that's like... questionable actually what's that about anaheim I I, yeah but i mean like this is their old you know uh, mighty ducks right everyone loves the mighty ducks Right? The movie Mighty Ducks? Come on, no, mm. no, yeah, no, I get it. Like it's what, kind what, of like Mount. What's your favorite? As well. What What's your favorite sports movie, Maddie? Uh, this is such a this is such a bad answer, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I like I like Moneyball. Yes, yes, yes. But I know Maddie. that's I know that's upsetting to actual baseball stands because. It's I like not really that accurate. Like I it like leaves Moneyball. out all of their it leaves out a lot about the really good pitching they had, right? Yeah, no, it does leave out a lot. But I do really like Moneyball. It's a good movie. There we go. I and enjoy I, Moneyball. You know, I like the I like the the cute stuff with his daughter and her song and the, the yeah. guitar and you yeah. know, Brad Pitt, Jonah yeah. Hill. And... Yeah. Okay. okay, there we go. So it's a good answer. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, and so, and dude, Moneyball is mine too. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Oh, nice. There we go. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. one you won't have seen is a film called, uh, and this is like not a good film. It's objectively okay. bad. But two okay. soccer films, right? One mm -hmm. is called Mike Bassett, England Football Manager, which okay. is like uh, English uh, soccer history. Like you, you have to watch that. It's a funny film. Like if you like Ted Lasso, that's like Ted Lasso, but like actually mm -hmm. uh, English and not like Americanized. And mm -hmm. then, I reckon Ted Lasso borrowed a lot of ideas from that film. And then, the other film is called Goal, which is really cool because it's about a player from Mexico who signs for Newcastle, which is my soccer oh. team. Oh. And it's all it's all in, like, the Newcastle kit. And it, it as a kid, that was really cool because I was like, oh, my God, like, my right. team is not as popular as other teams. But look at this. Here's... Santiago Munoz playing for playing for Newcastle. Which Dude, when I was awesome. a kid, I got excited about uh, my team's representation in other movies, like Frankie Muniz wearing a Seahawks hat and Agent Cody Banks. 
and uh the sonics appearing in like mike like i was like i was like six seven years old and i popped off hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I love that. I love that. Ty needs an English accent. All right. I don't think, I don't think Ty does, actually. There's somebody, <laughs> these comments are wild in today. I, it's good yeah. to see. Throw, right, throw so up to you. Throw up to you. I'm you not turn, throwing up you to you. Turn, I, you you not, turn gang, baby. I'm not, you. I'm not doing the you today. So... That was kind of it with Pete, and uh, as has been pointed out as well, that uh, apparently Brooks said in his presser that, oh yeah, he did, yeah, the the, the Bucks were struggling with their run game, but they could easily get it mm-hmm. going against them, and so they did. Like, we'll mm-hmm. deal with it in the film podcast tomorrow with Griff, but mm-hmm. Leftwich called a great game, changed up his tendencies, kind of threw a lot of stuff at the wall, and then Brady and those receivers were red hot on third down, completed a lot of tight window clutch throws so and that kind of you know watching live in in the press box that was there and then <laughs> re-watching on tape i was like wow he actually that like is even tighter than it looks from my vantage point like near the kind of 35 yard line like uh 15 rows up mm-hmm. uh by the way so griff said and this is probably more for the tape pod but Griff tweeted yesterday that he thinks even if Monet was active, he didn't think that it would have made that much big of a difference. Do you agree with that? Yeah, partially. I think it's more about Monet uh, would signify, like as Pete said about Monet's absence, right? Mm. They did that because they wanted Miles Adams, and we like what Miles Adams is, but uh, the, the inclusion of Adams with the exclusion of Monet implies as it as it transpired last sunday it implies that they're going to be running more four down fronts and they're expecting the pass and they're not going to be running more five down fronts where they're expecting them to you know kind of the run to defend the run and so yeah they had issues in the five man fronts as well and left which found good beaters for that but i still think if they'd come in and 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 you know, plan to run a bit more five-man fronts, they'd have done a bit better. But like, you know, I I, I agree with what Griff is saying, ultimately. Like, it's not, we're, we're not far apart. I think he'd probably agree with what I was saying as well. Mm-hmm. Let's say he did. He's not here, so like, he did agree. He said yeah, great yeah. point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you said, Maddie, you're very smart and you look super tall and old and jacked. <laughs> yeah. 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 um trey brown we've talked about him a lot on these 
news roundups and, and chats and we've talked about you know how they'll re-implement him into uh, everything uh, but he's officially been activated uh, he's been added to the uh, active roster so I'm going to ask you again just to remind folks that you know maybe haven't listened to past episodes uh, how do you think the uh, Seahawks are going to uh, uh, re-inject Trey Brown into everything they got going on well, what I saw at Sassanastrasa, Sabanastrasa, I should get the pronunciation correct of Bayern Munich's practice facility. But mm. what I saw in the two days of Seahawks practice, it's Sabanastrasa, I believe, uh, was... So wait, around... does Bayern Munich have two practice yes. facilities? Yes. Okay. So the, they're literally, so... They literally called FC Hollywood. They because they buy all the stars, they have the most money, they mm. are just the most successful team by far. They're just incredibly good. So the Seahawks trained at Sabanastrasa, uh kind of like Nick Saban, I thought. And then mm-hmm. the Buccaneers trained at the FC Bayern campus, which is where all the youth teams play. But FC Bayern's campus also has a stadium, which is where the women's team plays. So it's actually like a bigger, which is the campus, right? So it's like mm-hmm. everyone from, I think, eight years old until they turn like 19 plays there along with the women's teams. So it's massive there. And like the Brady press conference had 500 people in it, basically, in this, ty- in this bar, which was serving beer and like hot food. Okay, so- so I was going to ask you, I was like, yeah, that looks like a bar. Like, where were you? So it was actually yeah, that, a bar. That was a bar where I believe like youth teams celebrate their victories, but also probably the women's team. And I think mm-hmm. it's for like long term, like maybe Bayern Munich season ticket holders or something like German gotcha. fan culture is pretty good. Uh, whereas the Seahawks one was in a cafe, which was perfectly nice, but we got like tea and cake and there was like 10 people in in even like gino smith's press conference which is great mm-hmm. for me because i got to ask you know multiple questions rather yeah. than like, i didn't get to ask brady a question and to get chris godwin a question i had to like climb over chairs and like a mosh pit of people probably elbowed someone so sorry if i did and uh yeah that was crowded and busy and the security was great like, Seahawks that i didn't even see a security guard the the buccaneers thing there was like 50 armed police mm. so wow. or polizzi but anyway ty mm-hmm. we, we've become let's let's you, let's let's you turn back yeah to you turn successful yep. so but anyway when when we were at the Bayern Munich facility brown was getting a lot of work along with joey blunt who was making his way back from his uh injury i think it was a hamstring groin anyway calf mm. some sort of soft tissue thing but uh, brown was getting a lot of work as a gunner and then a corner on punt coverage and punt return. And so that implies, I think, you know, that's that's where he'll work in. He's He's got speed. They lost Galaspia, who was contributing on special teams. They kind of need, they're not the same type of player, but they need a special team to step up. Obviously, Mike Jackson, until he like loses that left cornerback job, and he had another solid week against the Buccaneers. He didn't get beat deep. Like, he was tight to roots underneath. There was one play where he had a bit too much cushion, but I think that was from from more like them trying to disguise a bit. But you know, he he made uh, short tackles. There's a harsh defensive pass interference play where if he doesn't break on the ball and he arrives slightly early, but if he doesn't make that break, then the ball's caught anyway. So it's kind of that 
tough world of being a defensive back, but he, he's doing well. So Brown, working on the special teams, if Jackson gets hurt or slips up, then you, you maybe give him some left corner work, but it would feel harsh to uh, get Jackson yeah. out of the picture. He's already won like two competitions against Artie Burns, against Sidney Jones, Jones now cut and signed with the Raiders, right? So surely, 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 you know, Brown Brown's just like a really good special teamer. Although, you know, will they test Jackson a third time? It, the NFO is tough, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, always compete, all that good stuff. So probably, there, there's probably going to be an ongoing competition there. And, and you know, Jackson's kind of got to look over his shoulder, even though that he's been... Yeah, I mean, he's done everything they've asked of him. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it would be good just to like, because they don't need him, right? They don't need Trey to play right now. So like, just let him kind of get his feet back underneath him. Let him play some special teams and, you know, just see how he responds to that. See how he responds to that, uh, to that workload. HB is asking here, can Trey play slot? What do you think, Manny? Well, he did a bit of that at Oklahoma. And he obviously has the mm -hmm. kind of up and down speed, although not quite the agility that maybe you'd look for there. What I would say, though, is Pete has raved about Kobe Bryant in a way that he's like rarely raves about a player. Like he said to me on, I think it was Friday, last Friday, that like Bryant's going to be one of the best nickels in the league. Like they love, they love what they get out of him. And then like that feels less likely than. Trey just working back in at left corner again like yeah and yeah I don't think he's necessarily a nickel now I see it mentioned about dying with Trey Brown again they kind of prefer like having a third safety type there because that actually offers more coverage versatility and then blitz looks and stuff it is and then you know it's slightly sounder if they do run the ball I think Seattle really is very much a fan of the three safety packages, but then that's a way to work Trey Brown on the field, right? So maybe we'll see it. It seems very matchup specific, whereas the three safety dime look, that's something you can do against pretty much anyone if you're in the right situation. Yeah, I can't even think of a situation where you would need that extra corner over the extra safety, where you would basically replace you know, Josh Jones or, or Ryan Neal with Trey Brown. Like, I, I just, I, I, yeah, there isn't a team that is really, like, that talented at wideout where you would need that speed, that extra speed. So I don't know if that would actually happen, um, if that would actually work. Uh, but, you know, maybe if they're really desperate to get him actual defensive snaps, maybe that's something they do because, I mean, again, they're not going to take snaps away from Tariq or Mike Jack, so... And I don't really think that they're going to take snaps away from Kobe because Kobe, even though that there's still like some things that he's working through, he's mostly performed, right? So I don't think they that they want to take him off of that spot either. So I don't know. Again, you know, just circling back here, I think it's good to just let him get the special teams reps, see what happens the rest of the year. You know, injuries might crop up, all that, knock on wood. Um, and maybe he gets an opportunity that way, but you know, it's a patella tendon injury. That's a really serious injury to recover from. And it, you know, if all he does this year is just play special teams and then, you know, gets a chance to compete for a spot you know, on the defense next year, then so be it. And I think you're fine with that. And I think you can live with that if you're Seattle. Yeah. 
Agreed, agreed. And again, yeah, to reiterate, what a, it's so great that he's, you know, he's able to recover to this stage. Like the trainers were taking it cautious with him, you know, slowly increasing the workload. But the fact he's he's back and he's he's on the roster, he's obviously shown them that he, he can still move around, which is always a question mark coming off like this bad an injury. I mean, that's massive. So good for him because mm. it must have been tough. Like it must have been a really tough process not after you've come into the league and you've played so well in that action that we saw to then go through this rehab process. Yeah, you, that's the kind of part of being an NFL player that I think as mere fans and or onlookers, we don't get to, we, we have no real comprehension of that unless you've been an, an athlete, you know. Mm, yeah. Um, so before we talk about a certain team in the AFC West before we yeah. talk about that. I want you to take us a little bit behind the scenes as much as you want to, or as, as little as you want to about what it's like, what, what the process is like of being a credentialed NFL reporter on game day. What was your game day experience? Like getting to the stadium, writing all that stuff. Well, it was great. It was great. I, uh, I missed the bus that had been organized to take reporters there because uh, I had been out the night before. I got invited to the German Seahawkers party, which is very kind of them as a member of the press. Got to meet uh, Felix, who is their chairman, and meet uh, some other great guys there who, are, I mean, what they've got on like is, is amazing. Like It's a huge fan club, and the yeah. party was uh, crazy. It was crazy. Dude, it looked, it looked it crazy. It was in this, it was in a, like a, like a, they call it like a brew house, but like a, a pub, uh, you know, like mm. a bar where it's the beer of the brewery and very mm. nice beer, nice food. And then just unbelievable uh, scenes um, and uh, good to put faces to names. Anyway, that meant I was, uh, it, the party ended late. So I, I decided mm. I'd have an extra hour in bed, missed the bus. So I got the Metro in. Uh, to the stadium, which the U-Barn, not U-Turn, which Griff tried to do, U-Barn yeah. is very uh, good, but it was absolutely rammed, so crowded, it's like so many fans, mm. which, I mean, that makes sense, right? But this was like, yeah. wait, this was like four hours before the game. Mm. So people were really going to kind of, I mean, the they were doing the scene, tailgating, yeah, tailgating and all that well, stuff. Well, that doesn't yeah. really exist in Europe, but I think they tried to make it happen. I don't really know, obviously, what happened, but it's cool mm. that they was they were all just sort of gathering. So anyway, then the security process was great. I met um, Uchenna Nwosu's parents, who were very nice, and uh, the his dad was wearing a, a bright green. Uh, Uchenna jersey. I was, I, I was wondered like how, like who, how many people have that cooler, you know, jersey, mm. like the on-field kind of edition. I was like, that is cool. Yeah, and then like... I was like, ah, because anyway, so that was cool. Yeah. Um. So, so wait, did you approach them? Were you like, oh, that's probably Chenna's parents? Let me. So see I went up. to no, I went to pick up my ticket, and then they they were after me asking about how to pick up uh, tickets for players, uh, families. Mm. Mm. Okay. So there you go um and then yeah got into the stadium and the press box there is awesome because often like when i was at the senior bowl you're inside you're very much sheltered away from the fans you're like in this uh 
you know, vacuumed cubicle sealed off. It's from the quite world. literally a press box. Yeah. Whereas this is like outside. There's literally in front fans standing up drinking beer, like getting in the way. Like you can really soak up the atmosphere and the mm-hmm. seating position was amazing. Like that's uh, it doesn't, you know, how cameras warp perspective, but it really does. Uh, you were really close. And before we were allowed in the field as well, before the game, which is very cool. And I got to see uh, a tweeted video of it, but Aaron Curry warming up the edge rushes. Uh... <coughs> oh, Nate Carroll, Carroll and uh, Sanjay Lau warming up their players as well. Mm-hmm. So super cool. And then... So what was the what was the field like when you stepped on it? Well, it was on the edge. It was really, really thin and patchy Mm. and not good. Mm. And I was like, this is soft, like soft ground. But then the actual field looked a bit thicker, but it's still soft ground. And it's like I was saying to Griff, I think you needed like soccer cleats with like a stud, which don't exist in American football because it's always played in like harder surfaces. Yeah. And so I just don't think they had the footwork. And that I think that affected both teams. Like watching the tape of the pass rush back, but also the tape, uh, also the live uh, the live game in the stadium. It, uh, they mm-hmm. weren't quite getting off the ball and being able to plant at the top of their rush. Like Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because they were worried about slipping. And a lot mm-hmm. of people did end up on the floor, especially on yeah. special teams where you don't really have a choice, like you have to make a cut, like, yeah so i don't like either change your footwear like buy soccer cleats all rock like jason myers or uh do what tottenham hotspur do where they literally change the field like arizona cardinal style and they Mm. ship in a hard a hard surface right so back to your experience so you were on the field Got to see everyone warming up. What after that? Well, then, then the kickoff and uh, the cheer for Brady was a a lot louder than the cheer for Gino. Although I, I'd I, I'd well in the Seahawks, but I'd say um mm-hmm. I think people they're obviously keen to see Tom Brady out there. You know, that right? He's a big yeah. attraction. Yeah. Yeah, it's Tom Brady, obviously. Yeah, so you know that's going to be the thing, right? That's why there's fifty armed, you know, people at the yes <laughs> at the at the press conference and all that. Yeah, so yes, um, and I, I'd say like both fans were loud. It was a really good atmosphere, mm-hmm. and obviously, like the uh, like Pete Carroll himself, he's like blown away that they all managed to sing a song at the same time. It's like, yes, this is. <laughs> this is what happens in Europe where people people sing in unison. They don't need someone to hold up a sign going louder or, mm, or yeah. let's go Seahawks. Yeah. Like yeah, they yeah, can yeah. just do it without uh choreography. Like it's pretty cool. Broncos anyway. country. Let's ride. 
Let's ride. Yes. Yeah, Let's there you ride. Go. Come on, get loud. Get loud, people. Get loud. <laughs> but I, I did find that quite, um, you know, obviously I take that for granted as a European, but it, I, sure. I, I find that cool how how cool that, you know, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks players found that. that I mean, that's yeah. that's that's great that they, they were so into that. Well, and that's saying something considering that, you know, the Seahawks have one of the greatest atmospheres in all of North American sports. And, you know, for them to be blown away by an atmosphere at another stadium, you know, that's uh, that's saying something. Yeah, no so, doubt, no doubt. All right, so game happens. You have great seats, all that stuff, uh, which is awesome. Like the the pictures from from your seat were, were incredible. Um, it looked great. Um, so then, what happens? Game ends, or well, rather, what what are you doing at halftime? Are you just chilling, just chatting it up with folks? Like, what, 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 what uh, are you getting a, up to? A tiny bit. I went. I went and got uh, a coffee. Okay. Went to the toilet, mm-hmm. you know, real, real good detail there. We're, we're, got, we're, getting, we're getting the full play by play here, uh-huh. folks. Yeah. And then I got, uh, I got cake. They had cake. Ooh. It was very, the food was pretty good. So you had coffee and cake, and it was really cool. Yeah, which is right? very German, by the way. What, 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 what was it outside, like degree wise, temperature wise? I don't know, but it's freezing, and that's one yeah. thing. On the on the like Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, it wasn't that cold, but Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, it became absolutely freezing, and then Monday it warmed up again. Mm. But I I needed another layer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, yeah, it looked really cold. I I think I saw like, you know, people's breath and stuff like that on the broadcast at times. Um. So then post game, so you go to the locker room right you ended up missing pete's presser did you miss all the pressers no i missed okay. pete's and then i'd already spoke to uh conjay so when he was up at the podium i I didn't really have anything to ask him and then I, I asked gino a question okay but yeah i missed pete which was a shame but then good that uh i got i was able to zoom in thanks to seahawks pr um yeah so people i i think there was a question earlier on before we uh or right as we started up here that was asking about that and if you're going to be doing that more and how that came about so can you explain that a little bit how you were there on uh tuesday oh yeah the, the seahawks pr was just like hey would you would you be interested as soon as you went to the germany game and mm-hmm. i've asked if i can uh if I can join them in the future via Zoom, I know that may not be possible if it's an in-person presser, but Pete does do, especially after road games, like his Monday or Tuesday presser on Zoom. So hopefully in the future, I, I will be able to join. And also I, I will have to make out to, to Seattle. But the, mm-hmm. the Seahawks PR, like um, you hear about how Seattle is a first-class organization for like players and and how you know they do everything right from a front office perspective as well, at least 99% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that translates to, like, the, the PR team and like, the way the, the process uh, that I had with them was, was just amazing. So a uh, big thanks to them as well. That's like... All right. The... Uh... <laughs> Is it time? Is it time, Maddie? Is it time to, to talk about him... 
Them, Ty. Them, 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 <laughs> them. Not just him. It's a team. It's a team. That's right. Yes. It's a team. It's not just one guy. There's no I in team. Last time I checked. It's a, a full 53-man squad plus practice squad plus injured reserve plus coaching staff plus front office people plus owners plus ticket Walmart. people. All of them. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walmart. Yeah, the Denver Broncos folks, they have lost again. They're what now? Three and six? Am I right? Yes, they're three and, they're six. Three and six, and the Seahawks are penciled in to have the number seven draft pick at the moment. That uh, would be nice. But, Maddie, looking at their schedule coming up and considering that they. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like they have the Raiders and the Panthers in the next two games, but after that, which it gets uh, pretty... by the way, ha- Hackett said uh, Hackett's gone like full. Um, this is bad. He's like just being fully honest. He, yeah. he he's like one of us has to win. Like we're both bad teams. One of us. Has so to win. so they're so definitely going. Yeah, they're definitely going to tie on Sunday after that comment. All right. So then the the Broncos are going to be three six and one. And Maddie, I think that the Seahawks might end up picking even higher than number seven when this is all said and done, considering well, the way things are going right now. Well, yeah, because then after the... So, like, you've got two and seven Raiders, then three and seven at Panthers, and then yeah. it's Ravens, Chiefs, <coughs> Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers, which is, I yeah. mean, all of those teams are, at their best, very tough tests. So... Yeah. And, you know, they get they lose 17-10 to a Titans team who's... Defense especially is playing great football. Mm-hmm. Wilson's 21 for 42, 286 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And there was just that really rough uh, fourth down play. It's just obviously not working well for them. And kind of yep. like a lost season. Jerry Judy gets hurt. KJ Hammer's yep. hurt. Yep. Uh, they've obviously got an uh, injured offensive line. Yep. Wilson's Billy getting Turner. hit a lot. Billy Turner, I think, is out for the year now. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, like you said, Ty, a top 10 pick, definitely, you know, that could soon be a top five pick. Like, th- this is, like, bad in Denver. And that defense is playing really hard. But, again, it's testament to Evero that they're still sustaining the effort. But how mm. long that can be sustained for, I don't know. It's still the NFL where, ultimately, it's a business. And if you're three and six, playing for pride, there's only so much, like, that can be yeah. sustained. Yeah. And we talked about how like the trade of Bradley Chubb might impact, you know, the way that guys feel there in the in the locker room as well. Um but yeah, you know, this is uh this is bad and, and Russ especially looks dejected. I've never seen him like this. I've never seen him like this. Like so going back to that, you know, fourth quarter, the last drive that they had in Tennessee, before he throws the pick, he gets sacked from behind, fumbles the ball. And uh, a Titans player landed on it, but it kind of squirted out and like it was still loose at the bottom of the pile. But Russ just kind of gave up and he's like slapping his hands. He's kind of yelling, stuff like that. And then he just walks off. He just walks off the field. And and one of the linemen, I think, has to go over and be like, dude, like we got the ball, like come back. Like Russ doesn't typically act like act that way. Right. He usually is like, you know, any sliver of chance that we have to win this game, I'm, you know, fully invested in that. And he just, he doesn't look like he's fully invested right now. And then in that, 
press conference afterwards, I mean, he just sounded like he sounds sadder and sadder and sadder with each press conference that he does. And I mean, it makes sense to keep on losing. And I'm sure he's going through it right now. Like they all are, but this is not the same, like ignore the noise, you know, there's still a chance type of, you know, like you got to have amnesia type of Russ, right? This isn't that same dude. It's very clear that he's just not the same guy right now. No, it's kind of disarming, like how quickly it's it's sort of unraveled, and and mm-hmm. like you said, it's it's jarring to see Russ so unrust like, like you yeah, know, really, really weird. Uh, along with it still being a bit weird to see him not in a Seahawks uniform, um, mm-hmm. and now it, and now it comes out, you know, the leaks have already already started. Um, yeah, on a ninety-two point five FM Altitude Sports Radio, Denver. Tyler Palumbo says, Russ is losing his mind out there. He's using audibles from the Seahawks. The guys don't know the audibles. He's using code words that the guys don't know, which like, okay. And then that's uh, really concerning, which again, that's like what's going on with Russ. Like, you know, and then then, like, like, like seriously, like I'm not trying to like, you know, mess around here or anything. Like, is he like legitimately concussed or something? And like, he shouldn't be playing right now. Like what's going on there? Mm. and then uh and then also apparently uh, Columbus heard that the 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 first cracks in the relationship between Russ and Hackett emerged over what style of offense and what kind of offense they want to run which we've heard this before which like given in September Peter King in his article uh <laughs> for MB Sports he wrote that um you know, Hackett and, and Russ had a, a crazy relationship, kind of relationship he wanted with his play call and play author. And Wilson thinks it's the perfect place to spend his second half of his career there because of Hackett and his relationship. And he considers Hackett a football savant. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's wild how quickly that's unraveled. But then, you know, that's what happens when you lose. Losing ain't fun and bad things come out. That's not unique to... Well, and, and I'm sure Russ is seeing, and I'm sure Russ is seeing everything that's going on on social media and everything, all the dunking on him and all that. And I'm sure that's having a legitimate impact on his mental health. Like, so mm-hmm. yeah, I can see how that can kind of snowball really quickly into frustration, and him, you know, taking that out on guys like Nathaniel Hackett, whether that's their fault or not, you know. So it, it all makes sense. And then you pair that with the report from Benjamin Albright the other day that. Russ wants shoddy, which is crazy because, you know, uh, our, our former coworker Corbin reported, you know, a few months ago that Russ was the one, Russ and his team were the ones that wanted shoddy out of Seattle. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of conflicting info there. And it just like, this is a mess, man. And I don't know if it's a matter of like, you know, maybe he did want shoddy out, but now he's trying to repair that bridge and, you know, whatever, and, and try to mend that relationship and, and get shoddy to Denver. But like, if he also is doing that behind the scenes while Hackett is still the coach, like that's, <laughs> there, there, there's so much there to, to unpack. It's just, there, there's, there's no recovering from that for this particular team in 2022. And I think just considering like everything that's coming out now, 
just the the vibes in that locker room sound awful and that seems like something that's just going to continue to snowball and snowball and snowball until they end the season you know with like four or five wins like that's that seriously seems like where they're they're heading right like they're only going to win like one or two more games the way that they're playing right now yeah i don't know how you know the combination of the signs that the relationship's deteriorating the leaks coming out losing not being fun and then obviously having injuries which they happen league-wide but they're getting banged up in the wrong areas i don't know how they turn around it seems like you said one or two wins from here on out and it's only just beginning really like new ownership group you know they're probably still working out how to be owners in football but would they make a change of uh, making Hackett one and done? You know, are they going to wait it out? We're going to find out a lot about them and their early ownership style. I think, mm. yeah, I, I, I don't know how many wins Hackett would need to stay on. Like, how much of a say does Russell Wilson have in that when, you know, he is they signed to a long term, yeah. big, big contract with not an easy out. So, the only thing that they can do at this point is do whatever they can to fix Russ because they can't get out of it for at least you know the next couple of years. Uh, so they have to do whatever they can to fix Russ because yeah. otherwise every single year is going to look, look like this. Yeah, and the guy who's who really did work out the best stuff for Russ's game was Brian Schottenheimer. Now mm-hmm. we'll see because that's the obvious choice. And, you know, Ben Albright is reporting that. But, yes, yeah, like you said, you know, our former colleague, Corbin Smith, like he he tweeted out that Russ wanted uh, – he he had a report that Russ wanted Shotty gone. Yeah. And fought for that. So yeah. we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Which is, again, we've already found out that, you know, Pete was probably on the, the right end of uh, his his approach with Wilson – like I said, it's like we said, we'd find out a lot from Russ being in Denver, and we are doing. Like, I don't want to get in too far into hyperbole here, but I mean, if they do end up getting a top five pick out of this, that's the worst trade in, in NFL history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it would depend on, you know, maybe next year it bounces back. Like, I, I said, yeah. um, this is because I, I think. Like, I think the you worst should see Rust. Yeah, when we're looking at Russ's era and like uh, tying that all into the overall trade discourse, I think we should only look at the years that he had left on his contract when he was traded. And so that's two, right? He had two left. So I guess so this year and next year, that's what we basically judge that off of. And so, I mean, it's just, it's not looking good whatsoever. By the way, show end of line here in the, um, uh in the chat says i i hope they don't poach waldron as head coach uh talking about denver i don't think shane waldron wants anything to do with that quite frankly and i also don't know if like russ wants anything to do with shane waldron like i don't know no. what their relationship was like it yeah, didn't seem like, like a good one particularly I mean, supposedly russell had a big say in waldron becoming the uh he you know he was involved in that oc hiring process post shotty mm-hmm but the whole, you know, I mean, it's over. Uh, it's been over talked about because that's the nature of the the media business. But the right. whole wristband thing, 
and the suggestion that you know Russ wasn't always listening to what Shane Waldron wanted to do, I think that that suggests there's a bit of tension between the two. Which you know, why do you go and be a head coach? But also like getting Russ back to you know more like his top tier self, mm-hmm. even though you know we've seen his peak. But getting him back to you know playing good football, that's like getting a him back to just class. average. Yeah. Like you just got to get him back to average because right now he's like he's been a bottom six, bottom seven quarterback this year. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge task getting him back to that spot. So, you know, yeah. if you're if you're a first time head coach, do you want to take that? Like some guys would love the challenge, but I think Waldron, with his experience with Russ, maybe would be a bit um, shy of that. Yeah, I think it needs to be someone that's been around the block. Like it can't be a first time head coach. Hmm. And I mean, like, Shoddy has kind of been around the block, but he hasn't been an NFL head coach, right? Like, yeah, Shotty, Shotty's really obvious, except for Corbin's report. So, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. There I guess. you go. Well, tomorrow, Griff and I will be talking about the film from the Buccaneers game, and I think there is promising aspects. There's also really good learning moments for Seattle on both sides of the ball, and we'll deliver them to you. And then we have a bye week, so we've got a bit of a weird schedule. Maybe we'll do Sunday, Friday? Well, not Friday. England play. Mm. We'll work it out, but we'll only do... Uh, we're we're going to do less Oh, podcasts. yeah, the World, World Cup is starting this, this weekend, right? It is, which is also very weird because it doesn't feel like it's meant to be the World Cup right now, and yeah. it's a really questionable World Cup, and... The mm-hmm. hype for it is at an all-time low, but England will still yeah. beat the USA. So there, there we go. go. But That's will on they Friday. Beat Canada? Will they beat Canada though? That's the question. Well, Ty, I, I don't think the uh, two sides will meet, but they they might. They might in the final, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. There maybe, we go. Maybe, maybe Canada will uh, will will make a run. Of course. Alfonso Davis did the coin flip at the uh the Seahawks game. Okay, nice. So there you go. There you go. All right. So tape pod tomorrow. And then wait, so are we doing a show on Sunday or no? We'll we'll work it out and we'll tweet it out from the at Seattle Overload account, which follow please. Okay. Follow Ty at Dane Gonzalez. Follow me at Matty F. Brown. Please do like Maddie, the video uh, if you want to live. Yes. And subscribe to the channel as well. And please do comment. It helps us. And then if you're listening, five-star review, please download. And everyone, tell a friend, tell a family member to do the same because we're growing slowly and we, we really appreciate all of you. And the Seahawks, you know, despite losing a 6-4 first in the NFC West team who are a kind of crossroads moment in the season, and I, I'd back them to to put together a few wins again.